<laughs> Yo, concrete. Okay, so let's get the you most Raiders? important question out of the way. Okay. Raiders or Raiders? <laughs> it's definitely the 49ers all day. <laughs> I've never heard of a team called the 49ers, I'm Man, sorry. Right here, logo made just for the 49ers. Man, I'm sure that Super Bowl had to hurt too. <laughs> Win or lose, rain or shine, we, we all day, that. every we day. <laughs> If you couldn't tell, we're both Raider fans, so yeah. <laughs> but welcome everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Prolific Roots. Um, we are your hosts. My name is Malosi. And my name is Monte. And we are here with a very special guest today. She goes by the name of Joylani Tavita Tapu. Yep. And she is a real estate investor. She has been flipping for about 18 months now, been killing the game also into other kinds of things, you know, real estate related, which we will get into throughout the episode. But before we get into that, let's start with, let her give a shout out to where we are right now. Let the people know where we are right now. We are in Murray, Utah at Pure Workout. Shout out to them for letting us record here. Appreciate yeah, it. Love definitely. this gym. Yeah. Keep nice. it right, keep it tight. Keep oh, it right. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely a nice gym. I might work out after the episode, but we'll see. You're not. Don't You're right, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to eat after this. I, that's true. <laughs> you know. But it, yeah, definitely um, looking forward to this episode because real estate is something I've always been wanting to get into. Like all throughout college, I was like, as soon as I graduate and I get any, you know, a little bit of money, I'm going to save all my money my first two years of work and I'm going straight into real estate. Like I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad and some other books like that too. But um, for some reason, I, I haven't done it. Like, and I'm sure that this, that's the case for a lot of people. Like a lot of people are interested in getting into real estate, but for whatever reason, they just haven't found the courage or they don't, they don't have the know-how to do it. But um that's why we're we have you here to help shed some light on how to how to get to your position. And so we'll get to the the nitty gritty of that. But before we get into that, we usually like to start with getting to know you a little bit more. So if you could, you know, maybe go back to your childhood or something. Talk a little bit about what led you to the journey of real estate. OK, so I was born in San Francisco, um, raised in Daly City by my grandparents, my mom's parents. They're from Hawaii, and my dad's my dad's parents were also involved in my life too, and they they're from Samoa, so mm-hmm. San Francisco, both sides of the family came to the to the Bay Area to have a better life. So it was just me and my grandparents, and they just really loved me a lot. They didn't really put a lot of pressure on me to do anything. It was kind of like, whatever you do, we support you, and in the same way, like if I I wanted to quit they would still support me, like, Mm -hmm. you know, so there was, like, no pressure for me to stick and, you know, to finish things out, and that's pretty much how my life was. I did what I wanted, and if I didn't want to do it anymore, I would just stop, so, yeah, it's not the best way to to kind of grow up, you know, you have to (laughs) be pushed into doing hard things, and that just wasn't my life, but. So was that, and that was your grandparents that you said, was, were they the ones who raised you, or? Yeah, they they were the ones that that raised me. My, uh, my dad passed away when I was in elementary, and then my mom, she was a hard worker, right. but she left when I was 13. Her and my grandma, you know, raising me was like hard, like they both had different opinions. And so right. she left. And so I just stayed with my grandparents. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was basically how it was. Okay. You, were you the only child at the time or was there yeah, yes. siblings? Or, oh, okay. So yeah. you're the only child. Yeah. Gotcha. So yeah. at that time when you were a child, was, um, you know, real estate investing like a thing that you looked forward to getting into or oh, what, no what, what were your hopes and dreams <laughs> as a kid? So I had... Uh, I had two goals. My first goal was to serve a mission, an LDS mission. 
And then the second one, I just wanted to be successful. Um, heavily, you know, uh, influenced by music at the time, mm -hmm. um, Bay Area music, and just thinking about like things that aren't even important, like Jordans and mm -hmm. like grills. Grills. That was definitely <laughs> on top of the list. You know, cars and just it's things like be that. There, so. <laughs> exactly. It, it always will, still right. is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just didn't have really like realistic goals. Okay. And yeah. So is is that basically how you define success? Being able to get Jordans and cars and and uh, reels. For a long time, that's what I thought. Yeah, wow. um, even in high school, like high school, that's all it was about. I mean, you guys are from the Bay. Yeah. Can you agree? Yeah. That's that's true. It's it's, it's always about the money. That's something that a lot of people notice about people from the Bay. Is with us, it was always money. Yeah, everything. So do or die there. Like, if you, you you can't just try to skate by there. Like, you have to actively be pursuing some career or, you know, some business or something to actually survive there. That's why a lot of us get, you know, priced out of there and move yeah. to other areas. Um, I, I think about my mom. Like, where did I? My mom was a hustler, like, for real. She would take me down to Market Street. And then she'd be like, you know, like those little stores where you go in, they got like Tim's and all the, like right, the clothes. Right. She'd be like, go get all the things that you want, you know, whatever. And then I was like, oh, I want those Tim's too, you know, like, so our bill was looking high. But then her and like the Middle Eastern guy, they'd be like negotiating for like, you know, for a little bit. <laughs> like she's building up relationships, right. trying to get that discount. Building and that rapport. <laughs> coming out with all my clothes and my shoes, you know, like for 200 bucks or whatever, you know, so. I learned that from my mom real quick. In the Bay, you have to be able to know what you want, negotiate. I negotiate everything. Yeah. Like, if I can get something for free, I'm, I'm going to get it. But I learned <laughs> that from my mom. Right. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so this is leads up to high school. So high school. I'm, I'm guessing after high school, yeah. you're, you're not really knowing what you want to do with your life at that time. Definitely not. I didn't have any goals. You know, I was like, I didn't have anything that I was passionate about at all. I, I played basketball, so a couple days after... I graduated, I called one of my friends, I was like, what are you gonna do? She's like, I'm gonna move up to Santa Cruz and play basketball. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna come too. Right. And so I went out with her, stupid, went out with her, and then we lived in a trailer park, like two blocks from the beach. It was like the best situation ever, right? <laughs> yeah. But then I messed up and I got kicked off the basketball team, and then I had to go back home, just because it's, you know, there's nothing for me over there. So right, I went back, right, right. back to live with my grandparents, and then I enrolled in the in City College, and I saw that there were tryouts. So I decided, I was like, man, I'm going to try out for play basketball, you know, just because mm -hmm. I love basketball. And first day of tryouts came out, came, and I went, and I ended up breaking the arm of, like, the point guard, mm -hmm. of their, their point guard, their starter. She, like, made all their points as well. Are oh, you wow. a point guard as well? Or? No, I, I don't, uh, just, I was just floating, you know, just <laughs> doing, trying to do, do the best that I can. Right, right. <laughs> Wherever you need me, I'll go. Exactly. I just want to. <laughs> Just play. Just put me in, coach. Yeah. Exactly. So I broke her hand, and then after that, everyone quickly hated me. Like, you know, just you right. can feel the vibe. Yeah. It's like, dang. And then at the end of the practice or at the tryout, they sent us out to the, the track, and they're like, we're going to time your mile. And that already sounded hard to me, so I was like, dang. So I ran that mile as best as I can, <laughs> uh, as I could. And after, I was like, yep, nope, this is not for me. Got my stuff and left with no intentions of going back. And so... You know, just the same thing that I've been raised to do. Like, I want to go try out. It's too hard. I want to quit. All good. Nobody was going to tell me any different. Right, My grandparents right, still love right. me. They mm -hmm. love me no matter what. So that's how it was. Luckily for me, um, I got a call back from the assistant coach, and she was like, the coach wants you to come back and finish out the, the tryout. So I was like, man, that's crazy. But I went back, and I made the team, and then I finished out that year. And so, like, the coach saw something in me that I couldn't see, 
and that was really like the moment in my life where I felt like I accomplished something hard. Right. Um, I felt pride in myself, and mm-hmm. it, it felt really good. And I was like, okay, I can do hard things. And so moving on, that was just like my standard. Like, I I can do anything that I want to do. Yeah. Nineteen, twenty years old. You right, know. Right. right. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely love that. Like, you know, uh, one, it's always important and really a great blessing to have someone like that who sees in you the um, things that you don't really see in yourself. Like, I kind of wish I had that in uh in high school. Like, I, I played basketball in high school too, but um, my biggest, my biggest problem was l- lack of confidence. And like, I would always go out there and I'm scared of messing up, so somebody else take the ball, right? Even yeah. though like. I mean, I, I'm not saying, like, you know, I was Michael Jordan or anything, but I was definitely better than what my confidence allowed me to play. I see. But, like, if I had someone to tell me, like, look, you know, this is what you're doing wrong. Like, you know, you need to go out there and be assertive and be, be confident with your, with your shot and, you know, take people off the dribble or whatever. But I never had that. And so I ended up quitting, like, after my sophomore year because either, either I wasn't going to make the varsity team or I was going to make it and just ride the bench. And I didn't want to deal with that. And so I quit. And now looking back, like, as I got older, I don't know, maybe I just got more confident. Right. And I realized, like, damn, like, I wish I played like this in high school. And that, that now when I look back, that's probably one of the only regrets that I have in my life is when I actually quit. That's what I, I love about that story is, um, you know, you actually had that person to teach you that, you know, you, you got what it takes to make it here. Definitely. Right? And I wasn't the best player or anything, but I was a part of the team and I did, you know, I did my thing. So, yeah. 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 And you probably, I mean, do you still, are you still in contact with that coach that, I actually, I literally called her like a couple months back. Really? Like, just wanted to thank her because, you know, after you reflect and look at your life, you see those things. And I just barely, you know, looking back to see where where it all happened. And it was, that was the first time someone gave me a second chance. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's big because a lot of times, especially with within our own families, we don't, we don't receive that. Right. And, and that gives hope to the, the young child or the young teenager who is playing a sport or wanting to pursue um, something that's out of the ordinary and they feel like they don't have that support um, or they haven't received, you know, that, that type of love or somebody who sees themselves that's bigger than what everyone else does or how they see themselves. And it came from somebody who you didn't really know. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and that you didn't even really build a relationship with, but they made such a huge impact in your life. Without that, I, I probably would have went on my mission and quit. Yeah. Like I would have came that's home, crazy. like yeah. for real. That's a, that's an important thing too that that someone had higher expectations for you. Like you, you talked about your, your grandparents. Like if you quit, yeah, that's fine. You know, yeah, we, you, we still love you. Exactly. But like that's one of the things like in the poly community is like I wish we would hold higher expectations of ourselves. Like you know we expect to ball out in sports, right? But we should be you know balling yeah. out in academics Classroom. too, and you know with finance and things like that. And so yeah, that's definitely powerful. Okay, so you you go back and you make the team, you play with that team, and then you end up graduating from City? No, nah, so I went on my mission after that. Okay. Went on my mission, and um, that's basically where I, at the end of my mission, my mission president, he was like, you know, someone who had seen me throughout the mission, he gives like advice, you know, at the end. Right. Mm-hmm. And he said, I don't see you going, I don't see you in California, I see you doing business in Utah. Mm-hmm. And um, there was never a thought before that that I'd ever move to Utah. Mm-hmm. You know, Bay Area. <laughs> Already. <laughs> you know? We love like, the Bay more than it loves us, right? <laughs> I love the Bay so much, but the Bay don't love me. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so I went home, and it was like, that was the only answer that I was getting, you know. And it wasn't for a specific, like, oh, business there. It was just that I, w- I needed to be there. 
probably like three months after I got back on a random weekend. I called my cousin. And I was like, let's go. Can you drive me to Utah? And so that was it. That was 10 years ago. So did, um, did you like want to go play, back and play basketball or did you know what you wanted to do at this point? Oh, I, kn- I definitely knew that I, I could not play basketball anymore. <laughs> Done with the basketball. Never that good. <laughs> but um, I, I knew I was going to go to business school just because, you know, that's what my, my mission president said. And I didn't really know, you know. And so I got into business school. I was at BYU Provo. Mm-hmm. Didn't like it. And mm-hmm. so I decided to come back to, to Salt Lake. And so I went to Slick and okay. I... Yeah. I did my, my, my generals, and then I went into the business and got my, my AS, or my A, my AS. A something. Yes, A something <laughs> um, in business, and then I transferred over to the University of Utah. Okay. But when I was asked, like, I took a finance class, just like the very basic one, mm-hmm. and it was, the teacher played a clip of Dave Ramsey. It was like six minutes, like, best six minutes of my life, like, yeah. and it was only about compounding interest. I'm like 24, you know, and the video is basically talking about like everyone that's starting at 21 and how they can invest. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I've already passed up by three years. so I'm like, dang, I'm behind. But that was that was the moment where I knew that finance was something that I was passionate about. Right. It made me sweat. Like, I was, like, just so excited about it. You know how? You yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah. I actually had, a, like, a similar experience when I was in, uh, when I was in college. Uh, it wasn't a video, though. It was an article from Business Insider, and it was, like, every 25-year-old should see this. I think I was probably around uh, 25 at the time. I was, like, I guess I should see this. <laughs> so I, I look, and uh, it's, it's, like, a chart. It's basically about compound interest. A, yeah. a chart with a hot gross. Yeah, a guy who invests, um, you know, 5000 per year for, like, Five years, um, but from like twenty to twenty-five. Yeah, and then it was the same. Thing yeah, I saw. <laughs> <laughs> it was a small world. And so, and then like this guy invests, you know, only for five years, but he does it early. And then another guy who starts later, but he invests yep. for like fifteen or twenty years and exactly. puts way more money in. But at the end of like when they're like you know sixty years old, the guy who only invested for five years had more money. And so like so that's what I saw. Yeah. Yes. And, and for, for our viewers, look it up because it's a big difference. And I, I, it's funny, I'm not to hop on the train, but I've seen the same thing too. And I was like 26 and I was like, we I'm, don't I'm a little bit, yeah, we got to link it because I, I was like, I'm a little bit late. But even if you were to start at 30 or even 35, it makes a world of a difference than if you're to start at 50, you know, 50 and like, oh, you when know, it's too late. I, need to, yeah, oh, it's, it's, I need to retire soon. So I got to do this and that. And so and it, it, it's powerful. So for sure. It's never too late. Yeah, yep. never too late. But the time is now, so yes, stop procrastinating, you know, start saving your money. No matter what, you can budget and, you know, invest in yes. anything. Even if it's small, it makes a difference. But, okay, so, yeah, you, you, you see the Dave Ramsey video. You're graduating from um, Slick. You Slick. transfer to University of Utah. Then yes. what happens? So my goal was when I went to the University of Utah was to get my bachelor's in finance. And I was actually going to do, like, the traditional route like get the 40 hour job, work in corporate mm-hmm. and just, you know, I thought I was going to be making bank. Right. Like that was like my thought. I was like, oh, this is a good one. You like know? as a financial advisor? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Or like working for like a bank, like a, like a, like a Charles Schwab or something like oh, that. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, but then um, there was this, this class that I was in an accounting class and the teacher just stopped the class and he was like, some of you guys are going to graduate and you're going to make $60,000. And then he was like, some of you are going to make more, some of you are going to make less. And then I was like thinking to myself, um, yeah, $60,000, I'm not worth $60,000. My time, right? Mm-hmm. 
I don't know why, like, and it's not because I was, I was like ungrateful, mm. but it was like, I already have two kids. I'm already behind. I'm like 30, you know, I was like 60. I can't do 60. Mm. And then he goes, come back and do your master's and you can get a $15,000 bump up. Mm. I'm like, no, that's <laughs> no, no, no. no. Yeah. And how like, much money I got to pay to get a master's right to get right? a 15,000 bump. Right. I was like, man, I was like, so that was the moment I stopped thinking about traditional. Where I was like, nope, now I got to find something else. And that is when real estate, that's when I started looking into real estate. Mm -hmm. But there was a couple of things that was happening at that time in my life. Got pregnant again. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to have my third baby. So now I know it's like super unrealistic for me to leave because no one can watch my kids for 40 hours a week. Right. And then um, taxes were changing. My husband is a truck driver Mm -hmm. and we see him. We basically seen him for 26 hours a week. Like so a day, basically. Exactly. So we see him a day four days a month. Wow. And so, and he made good money, you know, but when you look at time, yeah, right. no time, time making money. So it's, it was not ideal for our family. Yeah. So I was like, I got to find something to, to help him get off working so much, right. you know, and keep mm-hmm. our same lifestyle kind of thing. Um, the taxes were changing. We weren't going to be able to claim like all of the taxes that he was claiming being away for so long. That was like equaled mm-hmm. like $8,000. Yeah. To us, that was a lot of money at yeah, that time. It makes a big difference. Yep. And then um, my degree, I didn't want him to pay for it. I wanted to pay for it myself just mm-hmm. because like that was my th- yeah, pride. And, yeah. yeah. I just wanted to be able to pay for myself. And then um, and the last thing was we had property in California that we needed to basically learn about asset protection and to see how to separate that from our assets here in Utah, protect that property, protect us, separate it. Right. Mm hmm. And so is that, is that your um, like education that made you think about like asset protection? Yeah, or? I took a law class, like a business law class. Mm-hmm. And she talked about, you know, like um, setting up like holding companies and things like that. And so mm-hmm. I looked that up, like I Googled it, you know, and I was like, dang, this information is like so broad. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, no, I, I can't follow this. Like there's like no like real information out there for me that I could find online and I didn't trust it. So I was like, I need more. Mm-hmm. And that's what led me to kind of like look more into real estate. And I watch the HGTV shows too. Like right. I love those <laughs> fix and do. flip shows. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Slip or flop. Uh, I think Flipping Vegas is the, is the one that I've been watching lately. I, I, I love that I, one I kinda, It's a lot of dr- like dramatic fake scenes. I feel like they're fake. Like they had one where the dude dropped a, a granite piece kitchen top. And it was like, yeah. And they have their like, oh my. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty cool just to see how how much money they invest into it, you know, and then really the, the end, the return, right? Yeah. That's the biggest part is like, oh, wow, they made that much money. That's a lot of money. But, and yeah. we'll go into that too, because there's a lot in between that. You know, yeah, they, they definitely make it seem like it's much easier than right. I'm sure it is. And so yeah. we'll, we'll come back to that. But, okay. Uh, for sure. Yeah. So you're, you're watching these shows and. So it, it, it's exciting, right? So yeah. I'm like, oh, I love, I want to do this, right? Because right. I'm already looking into real estate. So I was like, maybe this could be my thing. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I can. Maybe I can fix and flip some mm-hmm. houses or whatever. And then I just remember, like, very clearly this one night, I had taken a test, and I was just not feeling it. I was, like, unhappy driving on my way home. It's snowing. It's 1030. I got to go pick up all three of my kids. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I lived, like, 45 minutes away. So it's already, like, 10. So I get there at 1030, and then got to drive home. That's, mm-hmm. like, 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so at every stoplight, I'm, like, scream crying. <laughs> yeah. right because right? i'm just mad and I, yeah. I can't cry but i just want to yell mm-hmm. 
that's embarrassing in itself, you know, as I think about it. But I'm gonna. Is this due to like um, being stressed out from like trying to figure out how you're gonna make up that eight thousand that's gonna be lost this year, or is this from school you're stressed out or? Like from school, I was like just like yeah, just like the test was horrible. Like I know I did horrible on the test, and then that transferred over to like you suck, and now you're not, you can't even get a job. Like yeah. you know, just like all these different things that were. Um, were just putting pressure on me, mm-hmm. and then um, I said a prayer, like one of those, like please help me, yeah. you know. I what am I supposed to do? To exactly, you know? like just straight up asking, you know. And mm-hmm. then, like two blocks down, I'm pulling up to the stop sign, and then there's like a cardboard box, like like you know, like cardboard, and then mm-hmm. someone had written on there like that they're looking for trainees paying $10,000 and like jokingly I was like what if this was the answer to my purse (laughs) (laughs) right like while I'm like just like in a crazy state of mind like and so I pull over and I'm like you know because I learned from my mission you need to follow that yeah promptings yeah the promptings Mm -hmm. and so I pulled over I called and I left my name and my number and then the next day this guy calls me back we have a conversation and it was literally everything that I was looking for and it was real estate investing and of course I had to do my due diligence but how is you know what I mean like I know answers and as corny as that cardboard that cardboard box looked like if I didn't call that number I wouldn't be an investor today that's crazy because I see those all the time and I'm like that is a scam (laughs) they're illegal now yeah they are illegal people still do it though yeah exactly they do it on the weekends and (laughs) those things yeah, bandit the signs cardboard are, ones or like the really fancy ones. Uh, yeah. I, didn't know that. I don't think people really get in trouble for them. They just the city just ends up taking it down. Yeah. So yeah, so you call them, and does he like invite you to some seminar or something? Yep. So he invited me, and at that time I had no time. So I actually got like the ghetto version, like on a video. Like he sent me, like the the clip, <laughs> like the two hour. <laughs> right. Clip. Yeah. And I'm like watching this and. Now, I've already been in business school for a minute now. Mm-hmm. I've got a year left, and nothing on that video ever taught me what this two-hour video taught me for free. Yeah. Nothing like, in the business classes. Oh, nothing, in the, nothing in like business school had ever taught, taught me you. Wow. what this two-hour video right, did. Right. Like, in just this video, I could save, like, $150,000 of interest on a home. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, Why am I teaching this? Simple. Yeah, yeah it makes you mad that you've been in school, what, three, four years at least at this point, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. And what they don't want to teach you that because then they won't make money from the banks, right? Yeah. They yeah. want to keep you working for other people mm-hmm. and then borrowing money from the banks to keep them rich exactly. and for you to stay in that 30-year 30, 30 mortgage right. that you're going to refinance and restart the interest and pay crazy amounts of interest for years and years and years. That's why they don't teach you in school, right? Right. So after the video, I started looking into the group, like I'm doing my due diligence. And um, the most important thing for me was to see the journey of other people, like these regular people like me. And there's actually a Tongan, there's a Tongan lady that was, that was in the group, and she'd been there for like five years. And I, I reached out to her, and I talked to her, and I was, you know, told her my situation. And the coolest thing about her, she, I feel like Polynesians sometimes, they don't like sharing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like. I can't, I can't tell you because you're going to go take it. So, but the thing that's cool about her, she told me everything. She's like, it's the best thing I've ever done. You should do it. You're in school. Who cares? Like, you're going to make way more money doing this than how much money you're going to make in school. And so I thought that was really cool that she did that for me. Mm-hmm. And I did a couple things and I was like, okay, my husband's the type of person that just says no to everything. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, 
to a certain point, you know. Was he against it then? Like you, you joining that or what? So no. So this is what I. So this was like okay. I'm gonna tell him it was a lot of money for us. We're very, you know, frugal when it comes to right. purchases. So it was, it was a lot of money, and I was like, I told him, I was like, so, I, watch this thing. I want to join this group. I want to buy this real estate education, and I was like, and I don't care if you say, if you say no. And for the first time, he was like, okay, yeah. you can do it. And so, yeah, because we've talked about real estate before, but we just never knew how we were going to get there. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, prior to buying this education, I pretty much had like no knowledge, no experience, mm-hmm. nothing. And his thing was like, you need to finish graduate get your degree and then you can get into this but I literally couldn't sleep anymore because I was like I wanted this so bad and so like I'm like went into the next semester I couldn't even focus like on my school and so I was like I need to buy this education then I'll I'll finish the school so he so I was like I need to buy it so I bought the education I didn't look at it and then went to summertime at last semester I hopped out of finance program so I can graduate early in the business administration and then in my June 18th was like my day one, and I still had a couple weeks left, so I started learning how to do real estate, blah, 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 and mm-hmm. then got my first deal a couple months after that. To go back, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. To no, go back a little bit, was were there any credentials that you needed to have in order to, to get into the program, or was it just like, if you anybody can pay, anybody, anybody can get can in? Pay. Okay. I even think high school, like I just heard like a couple high school kids like, they went and bought some education because they mm-hmm. wanted to start, like, in high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. What about as far as, like, credit? How does that go into it? Do you need to have good credit in order to? No. No? I mean, credit's just a bonus, but yeah. you don't need to have good Probably credit. Probably makes it a little bit easier, but oh, yeah. not necessarily. So when you're looking up to this group, is this, like, on Facebook or something, or how are you? Yeah, able? definitely. If anybody wants to come look at the group, um, hit me up. Okay. Yeah, hit me up. Yeah we'll, we'll throw your, yeah, we'll throw your handle out there. Yeah, we'll throw your handle for, for people. Yeah. Way to people to contact you. So definitely. <laughs> so June is your start date. Um, yeah. What What are you starting exactly? So I'm just learning. So um, with the education, it just comes out with like videos you can watch like anywhere um, on your phone. You can download them so you can listen to it while you drive, whatever. So it's basically all the basics about real estate mm-hmm. and um, how to find deals and everything like that. Like everything that I've needed you know, that I would need to mm-hmm. know. And so I started learning from that, and then and then I knew what I was looking for. And so looking, looking, looking while I'm learning, and then I found my first house. Wait, so is it, are they, like, quizzing you or something at all? They do have, yep. There's, oh. It's, like, it's just to make sure that you understood what you learned because mm-hmm. we're at the point where if you don't understand what, you, what you're learning, what yeah. how are you going to go out there and make money? You right. know what I mean? You need to learn. It's not like school where you don't care, but this is... Yeah, it's not like school where the thing you're learning is not really helpful and yeah. you actually go out in the real world and use it. This not this knowledge, you're going to use use it, and if you don't know it well, you can lose lose a lot Definitely. of money. Definitely. So, so now it's it's August, you get your first deal. Yep. How did you find that? end up finding that um, property or deal? It was through my husband. His, his friend was trying to get rid of a property, and um, at this time, like, you know, we were... We didn't really know, like, it's really scary, like, because mm-hmm. we're buying a house, you know? Right. Um, so this is where the mentor part came in, because um, my husband would be like, okay, he, he's saying this, and I'm like, okay, and then I call my, the guy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so he's saying this. Right. <laughs> like, now what do I say? You know, with, right. with my own intuition, too, but nice. it was, like, help from him as well. 
And so then my husband, then I would tell my husband, then he would talk to his friend, you know, like kind of that kind of thing. And then when we, he was like, okay, come look at the house. And so I brought my contractor over there. Um, and like, even with that stuff, like, you know, I didn't know what to do. So I had to ask the mentor, right, different, right. you know, I'm like, so now what do I do? Mm-hmm. And so he just told me everything. Like, it wasn't one of those things where he would like, go watch the videos. He like literally took my hand and like, helped me with everything. Yeah, that's, so this mentor, is, it, is that someone that's like assigned to you or is that someone you just... The guy that brought me in. Oh, okay. Yeah. The guy who you... Uh, who put the sign there? Yeah, okay. The cardboard box, <laughs> exactly. Nice. And what what about the contractor? Is that he was also? Um, was that his contact? It was his contact. Okay. Yep. Cool. He had done his flip. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah. See, that that's definitely helpful to have like a group like that to where because that could be a big roadblock trying to find uh, solid All contractors. Yeah, yeah, trustworthy contractor too. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you know, sometimes they don't work out. You know, like because I wanted to use that same guy for the next one, but you know. You learn from every house that you flip, you know, mm-hmm. what's good, what's bad, what you're looking for. And it's it's cool. Like, the more that you learn, like, the more successful you are at it, you know. And right. then the more that you try and the more you go flip houses and stuff, mm-hmm. the better it gets. Yeah. You know, everything becomes easier. And yeah. So yeah. everything was, like, lined up for me. Mm-hmm. Like, you needed, I needed an attorney. I needed an accountant. I needed a title company mm-hmm. you know and like all these people are like have to have experience with investors like even like realtor right like i can't even mess with a realtor that that doesn't understand like the investing side of it right. just because we our numbers are totally different and um yeah so like i need these people to understand my language you know yeah that that, that kind of blew my mind too when i was uh, looking into real estate like i'm on a uh, bigger pockets it's yeah. like a, a real estate uh, investing uh, platform and in the forums there, they're always talking about, like, you really have to ask for realtors that have experience with either real estate investors or they invest themselves. Exactly. Because otherwise you're going to get wrong information and end up, you know, losing money. Yeah. And maybe not even, like, wrong information, but to them, a good deal is a good deal to them. But to, as an investor, yeah. we need more We need more equity. We need more room to work with, if, you know, to make a profit. Mm-hmm. But they think, like, a good discount is, like, maybe thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000, but... Yeah. With a hard money loan, that's like right. half of that right there. Yeah. Let, let's go into that. So <clears throat> before we get too into the, the details of like yeah. flipping houses, maybe, no, you're good. Explain, explain what, like briefly to someone who has no idea what a, you know, a flip is, what, what would you, how would you explain that to someone just very briefly? So the best way for me to explain like a flip, it would be with numbers. Um, the most, most of the houses that I buy, they're in like really bad condition just because I want that, that big discount right right um and there's different things that you're looking for you're looking for you know the equity in the property and then another thing is you're looking for you know if i fix all of this up how much is it going to be worth when i put it on the market right. and to be able to do that the education teaches me like okay this is how you run your numbers this is how you do this and that and so say for example a house is worth two hundred thousand dollars um sorry i buy a house for a hundred thousand dollars mm-hmm and then I see that on the market, it's it's worth three hundred thousand dollars. Right. So that's two hundred thousand dollars worth of equity. Mm-hmm. But within the two hundred thousand dollars, I have to fit in that rehab, which is the money that it's going to take to fix this house up, mm-hmm. like to the highest standard, so that I can get my highest top dollar on the market. So that three hundred thousand is only if it's in like pristine condition. Exactly. Yeah. And then you look, you know, what are the other houses in this area look like? And then you kind of want to match that. Okay. You know, that's free game right there. So yeah. that, that is, that's ARV, right? Exactly. So yeah. just seeing what after, the other after, houses. 
after, after repair, repair value. value. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so we're looking at the rehab. So say if the rehab's like fifty thousand, right? Then we're looking at how are you going to buy the house? Are you going to buy it with your own cash? Are right. you going to buy it with a hard money loan? Um, normally with the hard money loan, they only loan up to 85%. So now you're looking for other people to finish up that 15%. The 15% and then you need, you know, to buy that house. So that's how hard money loans work. So like for either that $100,000 example, yeah. for a hard money loan, the most you get is 85000 And so you got to go and find the other 15000 yourself. Yep. Okay. So I buy the house for $100,000. I see on the market that it's worth $300,000. Mm. And the way that I look at, you know, I have to look at the houses in that area. And then I, you know, I see all the, I see all those houses that are, you know, they're like, okay, it's worth $300,000 and it's similar to mine. So then I take out that ARV, which is the after repair value okay. of the house. So okay. that means basically after I repair, like to, it's to like. To the T, right? Yeah, the, yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can get that top dollar when I put it on the market and like fast too. Um, so then with that $200,000 that I have left in that equity, I have to fit in things like the rehab, um, the hard money loan, all the money that I'm going to um, need to pay for like the interest, right? right. Um, sometimes that's like $2,000 a, a month. Mm-hmm. Then I have like the holding cost, which is like, you know, the normal bills, like mm-hmm. um, the mortgage or the, it's, if you're doing hard money loan, you don't. You don't deal with the mortgage. You just deal with, like, the bills. Okay. It's like the... Like energy. Yep. Utilities, mm-hmm. um, insurance. What about taxes? Like, property yep, taxes? property okay. taxes, things like that. Can't think of anything else. And then also you have to add in there 7%. Well, that's what I do. So 6%, <clears throat> if I'm using a realtor, 3% for the person that sells my house. Yeah. 3% for the... Because I'm paying for the, the other realtor. Yeah. And then the 1% for the um, closing costs. Okay. So seven percent of the three hundred thousand. Yeah. So, so you have to add that into the the two hundred thousand, and then anything else. Yeah. So that that's pretty standard to like anyone who's selling a house, and it's usually always for some reason it's always the seller that pays for both agents. Right. Like um. The yep. So when I sell my house, then I have to pay you know that six percent, but I've I've actually. I've I've only, like the the least amount of money that I've paid was two hundred bucks. The most I've ever paid was like a thousand. Okay. So like you know just mm-hmm. that's another benefit of the group. We save a lot of money. Right. I save like what thousands of dollars of. Oh, because you use great. realtors from the group. Not from the group, but just they have Referrals certain people, people that they in, use yeah. mm-hmm. that will sell the house for super cheap. Oh, nice. Yeah, and there's no difference either. Like I've sold a house like. I've had multiple offers on different homes, like mm-hmm. first day, and I use the same thing over and yeah. over again. Awesome. Yeah. So to make it sound really good, you have that $200,000 that you have, and then you have to take in those expenses. So just an average, what would you say? 40000 50000 what are, what are the average repair costs? Like on a house that I would get, mm-hmm. I would say like fifty to fifty to 60000 50 to 60000 Yep. And then all the other, you know, uh, percentages and whatnot would take it up to... Let's just say it takes it up to two hundred, like like a hundred thousand dollars altogether. Okay, so hundred for saying okay. this is a really good deal that we're talking about. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't exist. Right, this is not real, <laughs> super realistic. Yeah, no, like dime a dozen. Kind right, of right, right. So then now you have a hundred thousand dollars worth of profit, right? Yeah. If everything goes right. Everything goes right. You stand to make a hundred thousand dollars when it's all done. Exactly, okay. but then say if like repairs need like extra things need to happen, right. then your profit just get you Keeps know dropping, less yeah. and less. Right, but right. we're doing all these numbers before we get into the deal. So you can see, like, 
if I get a deal, I have a hundred thousand dollars worth of equity to work with. I'm taking those all day. Mm-hmm. Like even like with seventy thousand. Like if my profit's looking at like seventy thousand, I'll take as low as thirty thousand. Right. Right. And it depends on how fast you can do it too, right? Obviously. Yes. So. You want to do them as fast as as you can. Right. So is there like a target uh, or like an average? I hear the average is four months, but one of one of my friends that I that I've done a deal with, mm-hmm. he done like a month. His repairs are done like within a month. Mm-hmm. We're talking like four bedroom, two wow. bathroom homes. Mm-hmm. Is he helping out with that, or is he just hiring the right contractors? No. So like everyone in our group, it's like believe in like you don't do any of the work oh, because wow. what do you use your time with? You're trading. You know, you're getting time back and you let you pay some you're leveraging, right? Mm-hmm. You use your money to pay somebody else to do the job while you get to do whatever you want. Right. Or just yeah. like go out and make more deals. Yeah. Yeah, make more sure. money. You don't do any of the work. Yeah. I do the rehab. I mean I do the, the demos on my on my property properties just because I like to. Yeah. But those are fun. <laughs> that seems like fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But is it the best thing I can do with my time? No. Yeah. That, that's that's an interesting point too, because like that's what I've learned you know, like throughout college. Like everything is a trade off. Yeah. Like you know, if I'm up all night playing the game, that's time I could have been on the computer looking for houses, trying to find a deal to exactly. to flip, right? And so the same goes with even with working, right? Even you're trying to work to save money, but that time you spent, you could have found another deal. Like maybe you saved ten thousand dollars by doing that work yourself, but you could have found another deal in that time that brought you forty thousand. Exactly. So. Yeah, let's let's go into um, a little bit more into like the the credit aspect of it, the credit side of it, because there, some people are going to see this and be like, man, you know what? I want to do this, but they probably have like a five hundred credit score <laughs> or whatnot. And majority of yeah, people start with and, that, and yeah. you can't go and get uh, you know a three hundred thousand dollar loan or whatever it is, or hard money loans or whatnot. Can you talk a little bit about that? What are some of the things that you need to have in order in order to go out and because obviously most people aren't going to have the money up front, a hundred thousand dollars to purchase a home and then the other $100,000 for all the expenses. So what are some of the, the avenues or what are, yeah, just kind of expand on that, if that makes sense. So if you think about leverage, right? Um, someone who doesn't have credit, they could have other, other talents or they can have other things that can trade for that, you know? Assets. Right, like they could find deals, right? right? And then they can find someone that has the money um, they can find someone who has the credit if they need the credit. Um, so you see, it's like it's always like you see where you fit in. Right. You whatever whatever you have like like if I have money and I can li- I can loan money to other people, that's my thing. Like yeah. you just find out where you fit in. You can make money in so a, many a different lot of ways. different ways. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's like a reminds me of in Rich Dad Poor Dad. He says like, don't say I can't do this. Say how can I do this. Right. And like when you when you get that, how can I do this? Then it's like, okay, maybe I can't get the money to do it, but maybe there's a guy out there that has money but doesn't have the time to find the deals. Let me go partner right, right. with him and make this thing happen. Basically, Definitely. like like wholesaling, where it doesn't oh, yeah. require any yeah, it doesn't require any money, it doesn't require any credit. You're yep. finding the deals for people who have the means, and you're, you're being the middleman. You're getting paid for that, right? Exactly. Uh, and we'll 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 probably hopefully we can do an episode on wholesaling as well. So. Um, Awesome. So talk about your first deal for us. So it's this, this is in August. That, that house that your, your husband, uh, his friend, was talking about, you go there with your contractors and they say everything looks good? Yep. And so, like, the budget was looking at, like, 42000 in the beginning. For um, repairs? 
yeah, for repairs. Mm -hmm. And then so I looked up how much the cost would, how much the house would, you know, how much we could sell it for. And so we could sell the house at like two two hundred and eighty thousand. And the friend was looking for a certain amount, and I was, and then my husband was like, I want it for one hundred and sixty-five thousand. And so I was like, okay, it sounds like too low for me, you know, like mm -hmm. I, that's like I feel like you're lowballing him or whatever. And he's like, no, like really look at it, like. He told him one hundred and sixty-five thousand, and like I took it. So he accepted the one sixty-five, um, and so with the rehab, um, where are we at? We're gonna put the numbers up too for all of our viewers to see as well. So yeah. So as far as equity that's left, I looked up. You know, I, I looked to see how much if we fix up this house really nice, um, how much is it gonna, how much can we sell it for? So I was finding comps in that area for two eighty. Nice. So you subtract out the one sixty-five. Subtract out the forty-two, so we're looking at seventy-three thousand right now. Okay. Okay, and um, seventy-three thousand profit. Seventy thousand equity still being able to work with because we have other things here. Okay. So, um, holding costs we're looking at ten thousand six hundred. Let's just say, I was look. I think I put down twelve thousand. Mm-hmm. And then after the twelve thousand, um, then looking at the closing costs, and this is the six percent. Mm-hmm. Plus the one percent, the six percent for the two realtors, and then the one percent for the the title company. Right. And then I looked at that. We'll just say twenty thousand. So two thirty seven six hundred. We're looking at two eighty five. Two eighty five is the the I comps. Mean, That's the ARV. Two hundred eighty thousand. So we're looking at forty two thousand four hundred dollars um, of profit. So so we flipped the house, and then at the end, I realized that I, I found another comp that said two eighty five, and I actually put in a double kitchen. So now we're looking at a possible investment property. Right. You know, because it's separated, two yep. different entrance, two different entrances. So now I've got two different kind of people looking. I've got people looking at, okay, now this could be, you know, a cash flowing property. Right. Or this could be just like a very nice house for someone. Right. So I had 285 and I got three offers on the first day for the 285,000. Nice. So when you, when you say two, two different um, buyers, one buyer could be like, hey, I'm going to purchase this house. There's two kitchens, so I'm going to have two tenants in there right yeah so like yeah. a basement in the main floor right perfect yeah it's, a, it's attractive to an, a real estate investor because of that definitely so it'd right. be like a non-conforming multi-family yeah. 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 i own one right now it's nice. wonderful so you sell for 285 and you actually make the 42 yeah actually because remember i bumped it up to five mm -hmm. okay. so i made 47, 47. nice yeah. nice so just so that's your going crazy at this point like you know for me i'm like 47 how, how long did it take um, so that was August. We went to do the demo August 30th, mm -hmm. sold February, I think first or second week of February. It was nice. Five, six months. So August, September, October, November, December, January, February, six months. Six yeah. months. And yes. So like with all the waiting periods and everything. So six, six months. So before my school loan was actually due, mm -hmm. I was able to pay it off. Nice. So Amazing. like all of my goals just, cause when you set up a business, you get to use all the tax benefits, Benefit, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So real estate just had... I get to be at home. So, like, on this project, I, I spent less than 25 hours on this. Wow. So, if you look at that, what, 47.5. <clears throat> and you divide that by, what, 25? 25. 25 hours, yeah. 1,900? Yeah, that's crazy. An hour? 1,900 an hour. That's so, crazy. like, <laughs> so did you see how, like, that was pushing me away from getting that 40 hour job. I found all of those, you know, from, right. and of course my husband still works a lot, but he doesn't work that job anymore. 
so he was able to come home mm-hmm. and nice. work less. That's great. Nice. So. That's an, and that that alone, like even if you only made like ten thousand, like being able to have, you know, your husband home, the kids have their father home, like that's worth you know way more than forty thousand dollars. Like, and that's 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 amazing. So he doesn't drive trucks anymore. He does. He does. Okay. But he just does. We see him more. A lot more often. Yeah. So we see him like. It's, he's sleeping, but right. you know, yeah. we see him a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. He's a hard worker. Yeah. That's good. Shout out to him. And like so. what really made me mad, though, was like the real estate education that I bought was my my education was double. Wow. Yeah. That's <laughs> and now I get to learn how to buy properties without mm-hmm. mortgages, with like keeping the properties under other, all these other people's mm-hmm. names. I don't even need a mortgage for a house that I own. You know, it's just like, like a, is that like a like a subject to seller subject to seller yeah, finance perfect. exactly, and I have a couple of those right now. Like nice. that's if if you don't know what that is, definitely looking at that. I've been learning finance, about that yeah lately. Subject to, but I would have not known that yeah in school exactly. just from this education. Yeah, so <clears throat> I do want to uh, touch a little bit on about the emotional, you know, roller coaster that was. I'm I'm sure it wasn't all you know. No, it wasn't. You know, smooth sailing, right? And so, what what was it like emotionally during that six months? It was it was scary. You know, that's the part that a mentor can't really take that part away from you. You know, the fear or whatever. But what I did was like, you read books for mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you have to like, you just have to get through it. But it was really hard for me because I was so worried because I had other people's money, I had my money. Mm-hmm. You know, my what if things go wrong kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was hard. Um, it even pushed me to get some um, some therapy, mm-hmm. NLP training. Um, I call it the rich people's therapy, but yeah. <laughs> Why do you call it that? <laughs> because it's like a thousand dollars an hour. Oh yeah, Sheesh. that's rich people training. Yeah. Wait, I think I'm qualified to do yeah, that. Too. Next I, time, come to me. <laughs> I can <laughs> totally do that. I even give you half off. <laughs> no, so like it pushed me to get that because I I couldn't handle with this distress, the uh-huh. and then after that, it just took. Now I can handle my emotions. It's it's really cool. Yeah. And that's definitely important in this business to be able to, you know, keep your emotions in check because, yeah. like, you know, you can really lose a lot of money if you buy, you know, you can get attached to a property. Like, um, oh, yeah, you go to a property Real and quick. it's like, this is so beautiful. I, exactly. I want to own this. And then, like, <laughs> the owner's not coming down on the price. And it's just yep. like, don't it, look at the house. Look at those yeah. numbers. Then you end up buying numbers it and then you're like, oh, I'm in the hole. Right. Mm-hmm. So exactly. What, what are some of the biggest lessons um, that you've learned during this journey of real estate, so. So biggest lessons that I've learned, <clears throat> um, real estate is just a means to an end. This is not what I want to do forever. I have a goal to be retired at like 41. Mm-hmm. Not that I'll stop doing real estate, but I want to already have accumulated all of my my cash flow by then. Because right. um, I, I want to do other things, you know, I want to be with my kids, you know, as right. much as I want. Of course. And it won't be like a, a necessary thing that I do. Right. Um, another thing is, uh, you got to follow the other people, right? Mm-hmm. There's not one of the things where you just make up as you go. You mm-hmm. follow the successful ones to the T. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, I'm a big follower when it comes to this real estate stuff, but before you know, following isn't cool. Yeah. You gotta that, that's big. Not to cut you off. That's huge because there's a lot of things in, or even people that we've interviewed, they're artists. Not everyone is blessed with that talent, right? Mm-hmm. This is a copycat situation where yeah. anyone can see, you know, someone who's, who's successful. They can reach out to you. There's yeah. many platforms, many many avenues uh, to get into real estate, and they can just copy what the su- successful people have done. So that's yeah. huge. Yeah, and that's what 
it, it's kind of counterintuitive to what we're taught our whole life too. Like, yep. and, and all through grade school, like copying off of people, you get in trouble for that. Yep. Right. And so it, it's kind of a, a mindset shift that, you know, if you want to do, <laughs> if you want to get money like other people get money, copy what they do. Right. Yes. Yes. And that's what this is all about. And I'm all about following. I don't have to think a lot. You know, I just do what yep. they're doing. Right. And when they change, I change, you know, so you have to keep up on that. But leverage, like, Dude, our time is so precious. Mm-hmm. We only got one life, right. you know? So real estate is the best way to really, like, make money in right. a short period of time, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it, that's just my favorite thing about leverage. Like, money cares about money. Yeah. Accumulate your money, then pay other people to do things that you don't yeah. want to do yeah. all day. Like, my shoes, my grills, and all that thing, I'm going to buy a house, an investment property, that's going to cash flow me money mm-hmm. so I can go and buy my, right. my stuff. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, I ain't even got to, someone else is going to pay for my stuff now. Right, right. You know, but there's a time and place for that. That, that reminds me of uh, DJ Envy. He, I don't know if you follow him or like uh, Flippin' NJ. They, they both are, they're in a partnership and they do real estate. And his big thing was like, how I look at it is if I want something, then I go out and I buy, I buy a property that will bring in the cash flow to pay for whatever it is exactly. I want. I want a new Lambo. I'm gonna go purchase, you know, a, 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 a property, and then it's gonna, you know, I'm gonna sit on it, have people rent it out, whatever that money that's bringing it in, that's gonna go towards my car payment for my Lambo. My Lambo's paid for. And even so, if it takes ten years, like who right. cares? It's yeah. not coming out of your pocket. Exactly. Right. right? Yeah. You want something else? Go get another property. Flip a house. Get that money. Buy another property. Yeah, that's crazy. So y'all right. go ahead and rewind that back. That's how right. you know rich people. <laughs> You know, buy get those things, nice cars, right? Get and those boats, well, the smart ones. And everyone's like, "Oh, he's leasing it, but he ain't paying for it." Right? I no mean, matter. exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's all cash flow. So, exactly. yeah. okay. So, in wrapping up, um, once again, thank you for coming on. Um, I hope our viewers enjoy, you know, this episode as much as we have. You know, definitely. we definitely uh, learned a lot about, you know, flipping. I might. Maybe next I'll sit in that chair and I could talk about, you know, how I got into <laughs> right. flipping. We got to get all in, on the deal <laughs> soon, so. Right. And so um, where can people learn more about you or connect with you? Um, you can hit me up on, on Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. Okay. What's your, uh, do you have a handle on, on Instagram? Yeah, it's, it's really dumb. It's freckled SFN San Franciscan. Yeah, okay. probably not very business. We're going to tag it in the, we'll tag it in the video here so <laughs> that everybody can find you. No, but you yeah, good? Got some business cards, but can't give them out. Okay, perfect. But, yeah. Okay, well. And everyone who's new to the podcast um, or to our channel, please like, share, subscribe. We are on YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, and now we're on Apple as well, right? Yes, um, sir. Our finally. handle, yeah, finally, it took a while, but we're on there now. Um, our handles are at prolific underscore roots. Mm-hmm. Um, that's at prolific underscore roots. And we'll, we'll, of course, tag that in the, uh, in the video here. Um, if any of you have any feedback or suggestions on who we should bring on next, um, any other topics that you guys are interested in, please let us know in the comments. We definitely would love to engage with, uh, with you all. Um, and like we always say, find ways to go out and be prolific. Prolific. And we're signing out. Yo, Concrete. You made this? It's easy money. <sighs>